Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to 3rd Love, you can have both. 3rd Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Are we ready to say goodbye to the chaos and the corruption? Are we ready to say goodbye to the cruelty and the division? Are we ready to say goodbye to the tweets? This is Sarah and Beth. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics, the home of grace-filled political conversations. Hello from Des Moines, Iowa. We are here to get the on-the-ground perspective of the Iowa caucuses. Now listen, everybody. You are going to hear this episode knowing more than we know now, and there's something kind of exciting and strange about that. So however the caucus turns out, we want to give you our understanding of everything that went into that result and just our experience of being two Americans who have never had this kind of opportunity to weigh in on a presidential nominating contest, being here from Saturday to Tuesday. Before we get started talking about the candidates and how they were making their last and best case For themselves around the state of Iowa, as we've been here, we wanted to say the listener best case for candidate X that we've been putting in our newsletter and sharing some on the show have been such a hit. 
So keep sending those in to hello at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. If you have decided, if you are passionate about a candidate and you want to share how you ended up with Bernie or Warren or Biden, then please let us know and we'll share with the community. Here's the first thing I want to tell you about being in Iowa. After having spent some time here, I am less likely to make a prediction on how these caucuses will turn out than I would have been before I got here. We've talked to so many Iowans who are very undecided leading right into the caucuses or leaning one direction or another, but seriously feeling the pressure of being a small percentage of voters who will turn out in a state that is much smaller than many others in the United States and will be making such an important statement to the nation about where this process should go next. The anxiety level here in Iowa is very high because even though I think it's likely um, as we sit here on Monday morning that uh, Senator Sanders will do well, there is still so much pressure on who will finish in the top three. Well, we really like to see our candidate in the top three. And I think there's this sense that just winning the Iowa caucus, and this is not new to this year. This always There's three tickets out of Iowa. And so the idea that, well, there might be a front runner, but we still have to narrow this field and find the best person to beat Donald Trump is so intense. Even from, we ran into Joe Walsh, who's running against Donald Trump in the primary. And he was like, well, who's going to beat him? And I'm like, I think the first thing for everyone to remember is we have to pick one person, but there's probably not just one person in this entire field who can beat Donald Trump. And I think if we could just ease the pressure a little bit on everybody, especially Iowa and New Hampshire, maybe the emotional angst would lessen a bit. I think that's right. And it helps me to be here and understand that this question has been present for such a long time for people here in Iowa. And I think sometimes when a question drags on for a long time, the stakes even rise around that question. You know, we all complain about how long the cycle feels, but think about if you really had these people at your state fair running around knocking on your doors, if this has been so present for you in your communities, It gets even harder because you go through so many different scenarios. And the question is, who can beat Donald Trump? Also, who best represents our values? Also, who can do the job of the president? What will the job of the president be in 2021? It's just a pressure cooker here. When we sat down with listeners, one person said, well, how do we deal with this? How do we get people out of that emotional state thinking, well, I don't think America is ready for a woman president, or I don't think this... I don't think other people will like this candidate and just voting for themselves. And something I've been thinking about as we've watched this process in Iowa is it's so important to remember that we are picking a candidate, not a president. And I'm just not sure this is the best process for picking a party candidate. If the question at the end of the day for everyone in Iowa is anxiety over electability, then maybe the process is best left back to Democratic Party activists and leaders, to people who live and breathe electability and have to be on the ground knocking on the doors. I'm just not sure that that's a better scenario than 
people who feel all this pressure or, important to note, Republicans who can just roll in that night, switch their party identification and vote in the primary. So I think that 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 is really making clear for me that total transparency and democracy in a nominating process where we're really picking delegates who are going to go to a convention and all. I'm I'm just not sure that this is the best way. And it's probably not surprising that I'm landing in a different place than Sarah on this question, because, you know, Sarah, you have so much more invested in the idea of the Democratic Party than I do. I have nothing invested in the idea of the Democratic Party, except that I don't want Donald Trump to be the president anymore. And I think that the Democratic Party is best positioned to put up a candidate who could defeat him. Uh, Were there another option out there, I would probably be drawn to it, depending on what that option looks like. And so my big conclusion from this process has been that it is so personality driven. As much as I enjoy the policy analysis, as much as I love to take the quizzes that tell me where policy alignment stacks up, and I think policy is important. I'm not sitting here telling you that policy doesn't matter. It certainly does. The way we actually end up gravitating toward candidates and the way we involve ourselves in the process or not, I think it's so much about personality. There is such a vibe in every one of these rooms, and the vibe shifts your perspective perception. I mean, I'm identifying reactions that I'm having to what's going on around us and realizing that's just my personality. I don't know that I really understand what's happening here. I just know that this room feels more like me and this room feels less like me. And even as we're talking, for example, to the Andrew Yang supporters who have such a high level of enthusiasm, very few Iowans we met at the Andrew Yang event. That was a really an event, I, I think, populated by people who are knocking on doors, people who've come from other states to volunteer for the campaign. And as I talk to them, what I hear over and over is this universal basic income, the freedom dividend. That is why they're there. They love that policy. They love that idea. But that's a personality construct, too. You can tell yourself that it's all about this one policy, but your attraction to gravitate toward one thing is very much about who you are. I know there's a lot of concern about Joe Biden among his campaign as we go into the caucus tonight, that there's not the level of enthusiasm there. It makes sense to me, though, that the Biden voter is not showing up to rallies and knocking doors and and being that rah-rah kind of person. So whether an, a kind of contest dominated by insiders, and I don't mean insider in a pejorative way. People who really understand the party, really understand the process, lots of political experience would be superior or not. I don't know. But I do get the sense that we overthink and analyze so much of this. And that adds to the pressure for Iowans who maybe just need to be allowed to make their gut choices the way the rest of us do when we vote. I think what really clarified it for me was our conversation with the state reps. We sat down with Jennifer Converse, Heather Matson, Kristen Sunday, and Lindsey James. State reps Converse, Matson, and Sunday flipped Republican seats. They're all freshman representatives. They're all moms. They're all mostly suburban moms. And listening to their experiences and how people are looking to them because of their experience in politics, because they have firsthand contact really can sit down and have conversations with every single one of the presidential candidates. I thought, well, people are looking to them anyway. They have experience in particular. They have an understanding of party building and the importance of party politics and the Democratic Party as legislators, as state legislators, 
You know, we talk about all the time that we want to stop making every election about the president, stop making the executive branch so powerful that we want co-equal branches, that we want real federalism where the states have power. And I think strong party politics is how you get closer to that. These women understand why it's important to party build and not just roll in with a revolutionary policy and expect everybody to fall in line. You know, I think that they understand that to get things done, not only does the legislative branch have to work with the executive branch, but they really do need their partners across the aisle, at least occasionally, to understand to that they would get so much more done in that sort of environment. And so people who understand the the compromises, the process, who are living this party every day, literally right now every day because they're in session, have such a unique perspective. And I'm not mad at the idea of every elected official, every precinct captain, every state county chair, like those people picking delegates. I'm just not. I'm not mad at it as opposed to somebody who feels like they have to process Russian interference, foreign policy, domestic policy, the economy, presidential corruption, the economics of Michigan and Florida and identity. It's just too much. It's just too much. And to the point that it's so much and the pressure is so intense and there are so many unknowns, here is Representative Confirst, who is a professor who teaches politics at Drake University, in addition to being a state legislator, explaining that no one has a clue what's going on here. One thing I'll say is that everyone expects everyone to be pundits in Iowa. Some people like to think that they're pundits in Iowa. None of us know who's electable. None of us know who's going to be Donald Trump in November. And I think there are a lot of cases for a lot of these people to be Donald Trump if we all get together and do this. So from that perspective, it became easier for me to pick somebody who I loved and who I felt like um, was somebody I could be proud to campaign for. And here is State Representative Heather Matson talking about her incredibly unique experience with Senator Cory Booker. To have Cory Booker for an event in my house on New Year's Eve day, and I have two ten-year-olds, and we convinced the team to allow us or to make it a New Year's Eve party. Oh, cute. And so we literally had a countdown at noon um, and blew like little whistles and all of this stuff. And it's just, it's such an amazing thing that we even have this like privilege and honor. But yes, I had 150 people in my house for it, which I did not know was actually physically possible. Um, <laughs> but it was really amazing uh, to do that and then to just, you know, just to be with your neighbors, to have these conversations is like, it's a privilege that. If you're looking for a very quick salon quality, but not salon priced manicure, Olive and Jean has you covered. We've talked about Olive and Jean's Manny system before. It has everything that you need for a professional manicure in one box, salon grade tools, your choice of six polishes. Those polishes are gonna last you for seven days or more. The cost breaks down to about $2 a manicure. Olive and Jean also has press-ons if you want. What I love though, is that Olive and June each season is coming out with new colors. And I just got a set of spring and summer colors in quick dry polish. And they say this dries in about a minute. It seemed dry to me in about 30 seconds. It was not kidding about being quick dry. I also love the light colors in this set. There is a huge range. My favorite one is called Kitten. It's like a pinkish gray. 
The quick dry polish gives you full coverage in one or two coats. It lasts for more than five days and it is offered in more than 40 cruelty-free and vegan polishes. Olive and June just understands what's happening in our lives, that we need to move quickly, but we want to look great and feel great and have fun in the process. Visit oliveandjune.com slash pantsuit for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-A-N-T-S-U-I-T for 20% off your first Manny system. Just finished A Court of Thorns and Roses and craving another fantasy world to devour? Dipsy's got you. Dive into spicy enemies to lovers' tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods and goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash pantsuit. dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pantsy. And I think that what you hear from these state legislators really reflects well where a lot of Iowa voters are. We want to share this bit of sound for me that Sarah captured at a rally for Mayor Pete Buttigieg with a woman who happened to be a fancy politics listener. Sarah did not know that when she approached her talking about her choice in this race. Yes, this is a group of three women and one was fully decided for Mayor Pete and the other two, one that included the listener, was really struggling. The reason I'm undecided is because I think there's, you, you have to really think about the approach that's going to work. And so there's the revolutionaries that feel like if if you go way far to the left, it's going to excite people more and you're going to yeah. bring more people into the process. I can buy into that and that's yep. probably where my heart is. However, I think you have to listen to the pragmatists, too, who are more moderate, because we also don't want to turn away those people that are fed up, but but happen to believe that capitalism is still important. So I think you have to decide whether you're going to be an evolutionary or a revolutionary, and I think probably being an evolutionary approach is 
is going to be more successful. So My co-host is a lifelong Republican who just switched her party registration. Uh -huh. Wow. And when I tell people, I'm like, you know, look, the party can't, no nominee is going to make everybody from her who just switched as a Trump yeah. to like the hardcore Bernie bros happy. Like yeah. it's just, yeah. it's not realistic. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's we not were realistic. just having this conversation. Yeah. I told y'all, I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> we talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Whomever is elected, everyone else needs to get behind them. them. You're not going to have a perfect candidate unless yeah. you slice and dice all of them and put them together. Yeah. So you, you just have to get over being mad that yep. your candidate lost and get behind the, the candidate so that we can make sure we don't have four more years. Well, we saw we also got to spend some time with the amazing Dr. Andy McGuire. She's former chair of the Iowa Democratic Party. She ran the caucuses in 2016, and this year she is the chair for Amy Klobuchar's Iowa campaign. Her knowledge of Iowa's political history is unparalleled, and she shared with us her sense that Iowans deeply want to do right by the rest of the country. People really feel responsible. Mm -hmm. like, um, like, look, we didn't do this well last time. Now, not that it's our fault or we did anything, but we got someone elected that we don't think is doing at all a good job. It's not like they disagree with their policies. We think this is a bad president right now. And I, I hate to say too much, but that's yeah. what we feel. So we want to make sure we have someone who can win. It's the first time I've really seen winning the election be the highest thing. Not not health insurance, not you know healthcare education, not not housing, not how's your you know yeah the economy. It really comes down to, they'll ask all those questions. They're concerned about all the issues, but it really comes down to like who can it. win. Dr. McGuire's daughter, Shannon, and her daughter, Molly, came in while we were speaking with her, and they had a childhood. Unlike many other people, Shannon and her siblings often had to give up a bedroom when political candidates came through town because the McGuire's acted as hosts for many of the Democrats who have stumped in Iowa. Let's just say it's not always easy to chill at home when the next president may run into you in the hallway. What's it like to have political candidates roll through your house all the time? Oh, it's... Are you um, the one giving up your little mermaid Well, you need to make sure you have a bra on. You need to make sure you have a bra so, Sarah, to your point about people understanding party building and understanding the importance of a strong party dynamic, I really wanted to understand what it's like for members of Iowa's state Democratic caucus to then be out endorsing and working for different presidential candidates during their legislative session. Here's what Representatives Matson and Sunday had to tell us about that. I don't know that weird is the right word because we're all so different. Um, I mean, obviously there is, we're all Democrats and therefore have, you know, certain core beliefs, but our districts are all very different from each other. We are personally all very different and we come at this with so many different experiences. But at the same time, it is kind of funny when you get so passionately supportive of your candidate then you're kind of like, how can anyone not think that my candidate is literally the best choice and this is crazy, you know, that anyone else would, would pick somebody else. Uh, and it is, I think, a really good reminder that we all have to kind of take a step back every once in a while and think not just about why we like our candidate so much, but the very valid reasons why people would pick somebody else. And I think our our interaction with our house colleagues is much friendlier than some of the interaction you see out there online. Yeah. Because I'll talk to my colleagues and say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm a Pete fan. 
and they'll say, well, I'm a Warren fan, and I'm like, well, yeah, she's really smart. I'd be perfectly happy with her, too. <laughs> yep. What a beautifully so, healthy yes. way to do it. Well, that's because so. women are involved. I think yeah. <laughs> who knows what these boys are doing, but we got to figure it out. <laughs> I think we heard that from people at the Pete rally. We heard it from the state reps. We heard it from our listeners. Now, that I don't know if this is a self-selective group because we tend to draw people who are really frustrated with the tenor of politics. But here is a really beautiful moment from the Mayor Pete rally. I am a much better person than I was in 2016. I am doing the work of facing hard conversations, of digging for common ground, of holding on to shared values, and refusing to let my anger stop me from seeing the humanity in those I differ from. I know you're going to see some ads saying that there's only two ways to go. Either you're for a revolution or you're for the status quo. But the good news for America today is that we have a historic majority ready not only to rally around what we're against and get a better president, but to come together in the name of what we are for as a country. And that historic majority is not just my fellow Democrats. It's independents and an awful lot of what I like to call future former Republicans. And if you're And we're glad you are here because we have to do this together. And when we come together, we see that what we actually want to get done is a shared set of goals. We are ready to see to it that there is no such thing as an uninsured American when it comes to health care. We're also ready across party lines to act to ensure that all of the same resources and attention that we're putting into physical, medical concerns finally are directed to addiction and mental health too because that's an issue that We are ready to make sure that a corporation making billions of dollars in profits will not pay zero dollars in taxes, but that we have a fair system to fund the needs of our country. We are ready to let the message go far and wide to voters of faith that while this country belongs equally to people of every religion and of no religion, it is also okay as a person of faith to realize you've got a choice and insist that God does not belong to a political party. I think another reason the pressure in Iowa is so intense this year is because the criticism of Iowa as the first pronouncement on the field has become more intense this year, too. There's so much conversation about Iowa is not demographically representative, even especially from Secretary Julian Castro coming out and openly as a candidate saying, this place is not diverse enough to tell us much about America. And so if I'm a person sitting in Iowa, I'm going to feel even more pressure because of that. And then on the other side of the spectrum, in terms of these considerations that you make as a voter, you have all these economic messages. And that's where Andrew Yang is really trying to capitalize on this picture of America where Trump is running commercials saying, look how fantastic the economy is. And Andrew Yang and others are saying, not for very many people. 
And if you were to turn on cable news at any point in the last several years, we've been offered a series of explanations as to why Donald Trump is our president today. You've seen them, I've seen them. You can all probably just shout them out. And just go ahead and shout out an explanation as to why Trump's our president. Russia. Hillary Clinton, emails, electoral college, Facebook, Cambridge Analytica, brain drain, FBI, lack of focus on racism, fear, not a politician, tired of DC, ignorance. All of these things mixed together, and some people up here said things about the economy, which I'll come back to in just a second. So these are the reasons why Trump won according to the media. They say, like, this is it, all stewed together. This is why he's our president. But Iowa, I'm a numbers guy, and the numbers tell a very clear and direct story as to why he won. Amy Klobuchar has been on several of the Sunday shows making similar points that, you know, to rural voters, the economy is not as strong. Although, you know, we heard from listeners who said the farmers are still standing by Trump despite the intense economic impact on them from the trade policy. The most interesting thing I heard somebody say about Amy Klobuchar is when they got there, to her rally, she just, it was a point by point. Okay, this issue, this is what I've done on it. This issue, this is the, this is the legislation I've p- passed on it. Like, it's a very, I get things done pitch. I win and I get things done about these important issues as opposed to either an economic sort of revolutionary message, which I think Andrew Yang has, certainly Bernie Sanders has, has or the message that we're going to try to keep the economy cooking, but get rid of the bad stuff we don't like about Trump, which seems to me a little bit of what Biden is trying to do. Well, we talked to a man and his son in line to get a picture with Senator Klobuchar. And both of them were excited is probably the wrong word, but committed to caucusing for Senator Klobuchar. And it was definitely that sense of, I just believe her because her record shows us what she is. I don't need to be dazzled by her to feel really confident in her. And that's what I want. I just want a competent president. Well, and they felt like moderate. They wanted moderates. It's another electability argument that moderates are not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Moderates are not going to vote for Elizabeth Warren. We need these people to win. I was standing in line at the same event with a political science professor who comes from Indiana, who has been to Iowa four times. And he was really going to every single rally. He was disappointed by Andrew Yang, which I have to say, I was, I felt, I, I expected to be a little more wowed by him actually speaking. And it felt very much like what I've seen him do before. I was impressed by the crowd and the passion of the crowd and the international reach of the crowd. You know, listening to everyone still so, I mean, at the, I did not hear anxiety at the Yang rally. I didn't hear anybody anxious about can he beat him? Who can beat him? That's for sure. That's, Those folks are certain that that's he can the beat one him. place I did not hear it. But at the Klobuchar rally, at the Pete rally, at our listener meetup, even with the state reps, the anxiety about who can beat Donald Trump is—I mean, it's it's pretty consistent. Everybody has identified. You know, Iowans have been living this for a long time. They have identified the progressive versus moderate divide. And I think it's just going to be democracy. Who turns out? Who's it going to be? And I mean, you guys already know. So as you're listening to this. 
So I want to tell you just a couple of like logistical things about our trip because you haven't heard as much about like Sanders, Warren, Biden events. That is purely a function of who was here in Des Moines on a schedule where we could get to as many things as possible. So we haven't done any sort of selection based on who we personally wanted to see or were excited about. We have just crammed in as much into, you know, three days as we possibly could can. And we have more to come today after we record. And we'll be sharing more behind the scenes with you on Friday's episode as much as possible, given everything that is going to transpire this week. There's going to be so much to chat about on Friday. Here's what I've decided. As you guys are listening to this, after the results of the Iowa caucus, as we go into the New Hampshire primary and Super Tuesday and many, many, many other electoral contests in the Democratic primary, the role is, it's like improv. We're all going to say yes and whatever the results are. Yes and no, no, we don't leave. We don't shut down. We don't get angry. It's like improv. Whatever is happening and however this is going to roll out, because the one thing I am confident of, even though I cannot see the future, is whatever the results you guys know about as you're listening to this, it ain't over. This is not over. It's going to stretch on for a little while. And so I think we all just need to get in a very improv space. Yes, and that's that's the mental attitude we need to bring to the rest of the Democratic primary. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible. And skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. 
Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. So, Sarah, how are you feeling after being here? Just what are your personal overall takeaways, not prognostication or even like process thoughts, but what's it feel like as an American citizen to be here to you? I mean, I think it's really, really fun. I love to see people knocking. I love to see people engaged. It's also totally disjointed. Let us be clear. We have encountered many people in Iowa who probably know why we're here do not care, told us they will not be caucusing. So for what it's worth, you know, when you listen and you watch, it feels like everywhere you turn in Iowa, the caucus is all the places and consuming everything. And that has not been our experience. There are big, big parts of Iowa that's just going about its business, living its everyday life, which is probably a perfect illustration of, you know, politics in America, any America at any given moment, even at the the highest stakes situation, most Americans are just moving about their everyday lives. I think that it is important. I told our listener group that as long as the Democratic Party continues to do this uh, ranked choice situation, I will defend their right to do it. <laughs> but if they move to some sort of ballot situation, like the Republicans, all bets are off. Because I do think the the second choice, moving into a corner, seeing where your neighbors are, I can. That's the part I'm most excited. And as we're recording, obviously we haven't seen that yet. I cannot wait to see an actual caucus and watch the move about the room. I think that's um, really beautiful, and I'm excited to witness it. But being here, you know, it feels like a little bit like DC, and has been just plopped down right in the middle of downtown Des Moines. And so it's a little disjointed, right? It's you're going from a rally and then you're at a restaurant where everybody just seems to like they're going about their normal Sunday evening. And also just the Super Bowl thrown in the rest of it is also super weird. I really love being here. I wish I could go back and tell college Beth to to get out here in that phase of life when you can go away for a couple days or a week and and knock doors and volunteer for a campaign. I think that's a remarkable experience. I sat next to um, a, a reporter for a college newspaper who was doing a photojournalism project on Pete Buttigieg yesterday. And I thought, what a wonderful experience that I wish I could go back and give to my 18, 19-year-old self. I also think it really changes your perception of things to be here, especially of the candidates themselves. There's so many 
small moments where you get a better sense of who these people are and how they operate and just what their organization looks like. I'm thinking about, you know, some staff members that we've talked to from different campaigns and how they talk about those campaigns. This great moment with uh, Joe Walsh in the coffee shop that Sarah mentioned, what really struck me about our conversation with, with him was how much he included the young staffer who was walking around with him and referenced that guy's opinion about things and talked about him like they are just partners in this together. You don't see that all the time. And I thought that was really character revealing. There's just such a vibe everywhere. And and I think that has a, a good side and a bad side. As I was talking about, you know, that really does make this a lot about personality and style and temperament. Uh, which is maybe not wrong, but it can cloud your judgment for sure. I'm going to be marinating on this experience for a long time because I want to listen a little bit more intensely and think a little more slowly about it so that who I am as a human being doesn't overtake my perception. I so much wish we had this opportunity in Kentucky and that other states in the United States had this opportunity. I probably do feel more convinced that rotating this around would make sense. Uh, No offense, Iowa. You all do a great job here. I've loved the people. Could not have been more hospitable, Um, especially like Representative James has been so generous with her time and uh, introducing us to people. Everyone is amazing. And Sarah said, like, most of the Iowans that we've talked to just by happenstance, hotel, restaurant, walking around are not as invested in this process as any of us who love politics would believe. And so in that regard, I think what would be, what would be lost if we tried doing this first elsewhere so that other states got this level of interaction with the candidates? I will say, you know, as you move around quickly and you're trying to go to all the rallies and you're covering the horse race and you're seeing the perception of people on the ground and you're trying to talk to Iowans and you're taking in directions and you're figuring out what's next and have they changed an event. And I can see how particularly reporters for the mass media get so consumed by the minute to minute happenings of the campaign We had a really special moment at the Pete Buttigieg rally, which interestingly happened because we got into the press gallery, press risers, as the case will be, because this was a high school gym. And we were sitting next to two employees of the Smithsonian. And they were there to, this makes me a little teary, they were there to gather history. They were there to gather up signs and they really love homemade items and to take pieces of this historical moment back to the Smithsonian. And I thought, oh my gosh, like it is, it's a really important reminder that this is history. The events of the caucus kick off an electoral contest that will have reverberations for my children and my children's children. And so to be here and witness it, one of the employees said, we see ourselves like time travelers. We're just here witnessing and taking it all in. And I thought, oh my God, that's so amazing. And so I'm so grateful. I know we both are that the listener support for Pantsuit Politics allowed these, you know, two Kentucky moms to come here and witness history. Totally agree with that. And I don't want to bust on the media because you can see here on the ground how hard they work for sure to cover all of this. One note though, that folds into thank you for letting us be here, is that you hear so much in the coverage that kind of romanticizes this, talks about how quaint it is that things are unfolding in cafeterias and in high school gyms. 
it doesn't feel quaint to me. It feels like home. I feel like I could live here. This feels very much like places I have spent my entire life. And in that way, there is a quality to it that I think might be more real than if you live in New York or LA or somewhere that this is just a totally different world. Um, I just feel really attached. The roads feel like the roads I drive on. You know, it doesn't have that surreal American heartland mythical quality that I get when I read about this happening in Iowa. This feels like a very real place with very real people living their lives, navigating a hundred concerns a a minute, just like we do uh, where we live and where you all listening live. And that is not to say that New York, LA are unrepresentative of America. It's just there are different parts. And I think mythologizing any piece of America too much does a disservice to what's actually happening. So outside politics this week, we're just going to talk about Iowa food, okay? Mainly because we have been fully and totally converted to the breakfast pizza they sell at Casey's General Store in Iowa. State Rep. Lindsay James told us over the phone, she's like, I know it's going to sound weird, but the main thing you need to eat is this like gas station breakfast pizza. And we're like, "Mm." I mean, actually, I wasn't hesitant because I love breakfast and I love pizza. And if you want to combine it, I'm here for it. It's delicious. I'm telling you, this is superior to a breakfast sandwich because the ratio of crust to toppings is better than the ratio of bread to filling in most breakfast sandwiches. You get a whole lot of egg and bacon or sausage. We haven't had the sausage one, but I'm guessing it's delicious. I just feel like they're really onto something. I had to eat it while driving this morning. It was very easy to eat in the car. Well, we hear that in Iowa, there's like a stuff on stuff thing they got going on because the other big thing that we have been trying desperately to get into, and I will not give up and I will have it before we leave here, is Fong's Pizza, which is Asian food on pizza. So they just like to put stuff on stuff here in Iowa. And I'm not really opposed to it on any major philosophical grounds. But all the food that we've had has been really delicious. And I can't say again, like, It is just friendly here. People are nice. They are kind. They will talk to you about anything. Uh, It's really been an easy, enjoyable trip. The other big thing here in Des Moines is this shop called Reagan. And it's just all political clothing. And I thought that it would be like, you can buy a Biden t-shirt or you can buy a... No. They like have their own very sans serif Helvetica font That they put, and they have all these hilarious sayings on and fun political stuff on all these t-shirts. They had one that that looked like somebody had written out a list of every candidate, and they were, like, marking them off as it went. Um, I bought a shirt that says America Needs Female Leaders. It's really, as someone who's purviewed a lot of political clothing and merchandise, this is one of the best shops I've been in. Yeah, it was really fun. The coffee shops have been really fun. It's just, it is a cool place to be. And I'm really happy that we're here. I'm putting Des Moines on my list of I could live there mm-hmm. cities. That's an important record that I keep as we travel around. Well, the it was unseasonably warm. So maybe you should pause that until we live through today and tomorrow where the high is like 27. Don't harsh my buzz about Des Moines. Really <laughs> like very much, very much. It's going to be a busy week. So as you are listening, you already know the results of the caucus. You know that the State of the Union address is coming tonight. And who even knows what that's going to look like? We'll have the vote on the impeachment trial, the decisive vote on the impeachment trial on Wednesday. Another Democratic debate is coming this week. It's just a lot. We'll be here to talk about all of it on Friday. 
What makes me feel so hopeful coming out of Iowa is that it's unknown right now. It's all up in the air. I think we should have that attitude about more things in our politics. So if you're feeling a sense of despair about the impeachment trial or even a sense that it's like case closed, moving on, I just want to encourage you to hang in there. Whatever the results are, I want to stop talking about everything like it's preordained. I want to stop talking about four senators and talk about 100 senators and how every single person involved has to live with what they choose here. And the way that everything gets conducted can be as spontaneous as the Iowa caucuses if we kind of believe in each other again. So hopefully leaving you with something hopeful. We'll be back in your ears on Friday to talk about all of it. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces Pantsuit Politics every week. Thanks for making us sound better, Dylan. Elise Knapp is our managing director, which means we could not make it without her scheduling, organization, feedback, and creativity. Thank you, Elise. We couldn't make Pantsuit Politics without support from our listeners. Go to patreon.com slash pantsuitpolitics to learn how you can receive more nuance and help us make the show. Special thanks to our executive producers who have committed to supporting us in a major life-giving way. Our executive producers are Tracy Putoff, Tim Miller, David McWilliams, Joshua Allen, Linda Rucker, Martha Bernatsky, Melanie Cravey, and Tiffany Hassler. Our theme music is composed and performed by Dante Lima. The music under our ads is composed and performed by Dylan Garvin. Learn more about our lives, live events that we're involved in, and what we're reading each week by signing up for our weekly newsletter at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. And connect with members of the Pantsuit Politics community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.